Hello everybody, this is Jeff McMaster from LeadershipEzra.com and you are listening to the Leadership Ezra Podcast where we connect biblical truth with wisdom and apply it to the practice of leadership. If you love Jesus and have been called to lead, I invite you to join me as I connect the dots of faith, wisdom, and leadership. And if you want to dive deeper into this subject, order a copy of my latest book, Leadership Ezra, now available on Amazon. Have you struggled with compromise or conformity? That's the ongoing question we're talking about in this series. Today's discussion is the sixth in the series, and all of them are based on a study of Daniel chapter 1, and they correspond to the articles that are posted each week on the Leadership Ezra website. The big idea that we have been discussing is how you can navigate pressure without deviating from your values, specifically the pressure to compromise or conform in an unhealthy or immoral way. It's really going to be a discussion of how to lead and live with excellence without compromising your faith. Today, that begins by cultivating healthy relationships. I want to share two different stories today because they help paint a picture of the two kinds of relationships we're talking about. The first story happened during and after my high school years. I had a classmate that I was friends with by virtue of the fact that we were on the same track and field team, and that we competed together in the same event, so we were often practicing together. He was not a follower of Jesus, and I was, and some of his behavior choices were very different than mine. I tried to be intentionally public about my faith and my choices, but I also tried to maintain a positive relationship with him. That meant that I did not act the same way he did, but I also was not harshly critical or condemning or judgmental. Instead, I treated him with love and grace. A couple years later, I was in college, and I made a trip home to visit my family, and he called me. He had recently learned that his mom had cancer, and that had shaken him. It hit him hard. And he remembered the demonstration of my faith and reached out to me to talk about what was happening. Now, I really don't believe that that would have happened if I had not first established the kind of relationship that made him want to do that and feel safe to be able to do that. The second story happened when my wife and I were still fairly young with an infant and a toddler age children. My wife had a health, a health crisis that resulted in several hospitalizations, lots of testing, deteriorating health, and no answers. In fact, it would be about another 15 years before a doctor discovered a slow-growing, uncommon cancer in her endocrine system that was likely the cause of all that had been happening. In that season, there were a group of friends who were part of our church and who worked with us together at the Christian school where we were employed who stepped into our lives to help us get through. They helped with child care, with meals, doctor visits, spiritual and emotional support, just all kinds of ways. And the circle of relationships, you see, that we had established helped to carry us through a really difficult time. Now, it makes me think of a verse in Proverbs that says, a neighbor nearby is better than a brother far away. Um, this was a demonstration of that verse in our lives. I mean, my, my uh, family is close, and uh, they've been very meaningful in my life, but we were living a long way away from them. And at that point in time, that circle of friends, the neighbors nearby, were the ones who 
had the capacity and capability to step in and, and be a support to us. Broadly speaking, you see, I believe that there are two circles of relationships in our lives that are important. And you see both of those in these stories that I share. One is what I would call your inner circle. Those are the people who share your faith and values, which the New Testament calls our brothers and sisters in Christ. They're the ones who can walk alongside us in our faith journey. They provide encouragement and support and accountability in the same way that we would do it for them. The other group is what I would call our outer circle. Those are the people who intersect with our lives, but they don't share our faith. They may be co-workers or neighbors or classmates or anyone else we interact with regularly and on whom we can have some impact. They're the ones who give us the opportunity to be a testimony of Jesus, to open the door for sharing the gospel with what we say and with how we live. And with these people, I think we win the right to share, uh, to share Jesus with what we say when we have modeled Jesus to them with how we live. Now, in both of these cases, or both of these circles, the support and the impact happen because there is relationship that has been established first. I think Daniel showed us both of these in chapter 1. The, the inner circle, he had three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who were with him in his journey. And they supported and, uh, or their support and accountability of each other helped them to stay strong in the midst of the pressure they were facing. And you see that, I think, several times throughout here, where it references them together as a group. Daniel wasn't by himself. He had a circle. But Daniel also built a positive relationship with his boss who was not a follower of his God, and interacted. Daniel interacted with him in a way that maintained a positive relationship, even when there was tension and the potential for conflict. That relationship, therefore, ended up allowing him the freedom and flexibility to protect his convictions. So I want to make sure I point out here that in that relationship with his boss, Daniel was never condescending or antagonistic. Much like what I feel like I often see in the communication on social media today that comes from people who say they are believers, but I believe that they're antagonistic and, and, uh, and hateful and condescending approach damages the opportunity for the impact of Jesus. Here's what I need you to take away, though. It is important that you intentionally build and maintain relationships with like-minded followers of Jesus so that you have support and accountability as you navigate the pressures of life. Believe me, you are going to need it. It is also important that you intentionally cultivate healthy relationships with people around you who are not followers of Jesus. I think this does two things. It gives you the opportunity to impact them toward Jesus. And it helps you to be able to stick to your values, even if they don't hold the same values, because they're going to be more supportive of your ability to be able to do that. Both of these groups uh, of relationships are important for us, and they are important for the message of Jesus. The bottom line, therefore, is that you need to build and maintain healthy relationships in both circles. 
years ago, I had a pastor preach a message in which the core idea, and one that was re- frequently repeated throughout the message, was that people matter to God. All people matter to God. So the lesson for you is this. Relationships matter, and they open the door to impact. Therefore, seek and build positive relationships among those who follow Jesus and those who don't. And be gentle, loving, compassionate, and considerate to all. Well, thank you, everybody. Again, this is Jeff McMaster, and you have been listening to the Leadership Ezra podcast, where we connect biblical truth with wisdom and apply it to the practice of leadership. Come back next time to hear me once again connect these dots of faith, wisdom, and leadership. And don't forget to order a copy of my book, Leadership Ezra, available on Amazon. Thank you and goodbye.